everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are thrilled today to be here to do one of our very famous previews, spring preview. Spring fever is coming up and we all need our our Hallmark relaxation <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think uh, we need a good dose of Hallmark. We've got spring fever coming up and uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and I have two very special guests today. Uh, we have our very friend, very good friend Jess is here. Hey, everybody! Yay! And Elise Murray is here. Hi! Hi, everyone! Yay! So, how have you been? Oh, very good. Um, you know, you gotta love uh, releasing a very sweet romance in the middle of a pandemic. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's been very good for the escapism. <laughs> And um, I'm excited to talk about some some good upcoming movies. Yeah, I think we all need Hallmark more than ever right now. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very much agree. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's just nothing like uh, a Hallmark movie to relax uh, during difficult times, and I know we've all felt it. And uh, we are not going to be previewing the uh, the two. Uh, re-air slash acquisitions i decided uh not they are uh going to be having the uh they're actually going to be airing in the key of love uh for the first time we reviewed that last uh august and uh it wasn't my favorite <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> the best but uh if you haven't had a chance to see it i guess go and watch it um it is uh it's going to be on the 21st um they're going to be having adventures in love and babysitting uh on the same day on the 21st at one o'clock which is really random uh, <laughs> but this movie is six years old so uh, it, <laughs> it was filmed in 2014 so it's just oh boy. the whole oh, situation yeah. is just bizarre and that's why Travis Van Winkle looks like he's a child. <laughs> he looks so <laughs> young. Uh, and so I don't know. It's so bizarre. Like why, if you're going to re-air it, why would you re-air it at one o'clock on the same day that you're re-airing another movie? I, I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, we weren't really going to, we had plenty of other things to talk about. Uh, so, uh, you'll have to all let us know what you think of those films if you get a chance to see them, <laughs> but we're diving right into actual spring fever and then we're going to talk about the mysteries and then we're going to talk about Elise's new book. So, so exciting. <laughs> um, but, uh, let's dive in. We're going to give between one and five flowers because it's the spring and last year, I don't know if you would agree, but last year, in my opinion, Spring Fever was so good. It was the highlight of the non-Christmas year for Hallmark, uh, and then I feel like it kind of went downhill from there. But uh, I, I loved uh, pretty much all the uh, the spring movies, uh, especially Love to the Rescue. I absolutely loved that movie. It was my favorite movie that hallmark made all year including christmas i thought it was so oh, good whoa. yeah I <laughs> yeah i i thought the script by sarah montana was excellent and i, I nikki deloach michael rady so good uh but i don't know do you did you remember uh jess um last year uh, spring fever was that 
Do you get to I, see those? I did not. Um, that was actually before I had access to Hallmark Channel. So okay. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> I I think I got I started to run the June weddings is when I oh, okay. first started kind of getting in and watching regularly. So yeah, yeah you, can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At least did you get to see any last year? Uh, do you remember? Um, I'm trying to God. remember. Was I, that like... Flip I that really romance. was it that year? Yeah, flip that romance. Yeah, uh, I really love that one. That was like, and I'm I'm really my family is obsessed with HGTV, so I kind oh, yeah. of hate it. I hate it conceptually because I've seen <laughs> so much of it. But yeah. I really, I I just I bought the chemistry, I bought the story, like it was really good. So yeah, yeah. I think this has been kind of. I think it's right in Hallmark's wheelhouse. You know, yeah. it's like a good time here. Everyone's feeling good. Like, I think it's a perfect kind of fit for them. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what yeah. they get this year. I also loved True Love Blooms last spring. Sarah Rue, so good. Jordan Bridges. I I really liked the script and I especially loved the the minimalist designer, Marta, uh, that uh he's she plays jordan bridge's girlfriend uh at the beginning of the movie and she she her design her uh idea of design is basically like have nothing in the room at all and <laughs> i thought she was hilarious she made me laugh and i really i thought the actress did a really good job with <laughs> and he keeps she keeps sarah rue's character keeps bringing in bringing him plants to try to convince him to keep the gardens and and every time he would get a new plant marta would be like but you're ruining my whole aesthetic and she'd that. <laughs> i thought it was hilarious so that was a highlight for me <laughs> and so it was a good it was a good season the bar's high uh from last year and uh, so hopefully it will be as good this year uh and uh they've had a bit of a rough start i feel like hallmark with the rom-coms i've really mm. only liked two of them which makes me grumpy pants but <laughs> so i'm really hopeful that i would agree though i i have not liked many of the ones so far i think i've only had yeah about one or two that i've yeah. been like okay that one was enjoyable but the rest i some of them i didn't even finish yeah um so yeah hopefully the spring yeah. ones will be better it's not good when they get the old dnf that's what i call the did not finish yeah <laughs> i try to avoid that at all possible yeah but, uh, <laughs> but uh yeah it's i don't know it's it's weird uh what something has been missing i'm not sure but anyway so the first one that we have is just my type uh this is stars bethany joy lentz and brett dalton uh, directed by paul ziller and written by S.W. Sessions, who just did the, the adaptation of The Secret Ingredient. So just, which was decent. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked it okay. Uh, and the plot is pop culture writer and aspiring novelist Vanessa Sills escapes run-ins with her ex by retreating to a quaint B&B in rural Washington. A chance meeting with illustrious, elusive, and reclusive author and local resident Martin Claiborne has Vanessa starstruck and determined to land an exclusive interview. With a big promotion on the line, a persistent Vanessa creates reasons to see Martin, who eventually becomes intrigued enough with her honest effort to let, let him finally tell his side of the story to his devoted fans, 
A spark ignites between them as they spend more time together during the interviews, but it's clear they are more than literally word, worlds apart and that Vanessa has put her own aspirations, dreams, and romantic life aside. It's when Vanessa is back home in Portland and a mysterious gift arrives from Martin that she makes a surprise decision, leading her to assertively take her own advice and go boldly in the direction of your dreams and live life the life you imagine. So the one thing I will say about this movie is I think the poster is awful. I hate it. Oh, I have to see it now. Yeah. Have to look. <laughs> um, they just, I mean, they got really attractive people that don't look as attractive as they should and it's just very unflattering and very oh, poorly weird. done yeah I, yeah it's just like a weird face that she's making um and it's just bizarre uh, i thought it was a <laughs> terrible poster so that's my first comment <laughs> but uh jess what do you think about this uh this film yeah um the i like the talent uh obviously bethany joy lens is great i also like brett dalton and um, I think the, the plot sounds fairly, fairly interesting. I'm curious about this mysterious gift and what yeah. that might be. Um, so I think it has, has potential. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Elise? Yeah, I think the thing that I love the most about reading through all of these um, like synopses is that in every single one, there's like one really weird element that I'm just yeah. like so yeah. psyched yeah. about. Right. Um, mysterious gift is just standing out to me. There's a dog on the poster. I'm hoping it's a dog. Um, oh. I'm not sure that that's the case, but it would be awesome. Uh, but no, I agree. I, I really like the talent. Um, I think the the summary was a bit unwieldy. Like yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure I really understand what's going to be happening. Um, but yeah, I really do trust the talent, and and obviously Bethany Joy Lentz is like a hallmark treasure. So. I'm excited about that, yeah. Yeah, because he's an exclu—he's a reclusive author, but he's—he takes this ex takes this uh, opportunity to uh, to to have this to promote uh, to have this interview, and but yet, yeah, there's the mysterious gift, and also she's starstruck, even though he's a reclusive. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah it's there's a lot going on there it's very true yeah <laughs> and and the like i said the poster with her with this hoodie on and this weird bandana i just i'm not i'm not a fan um and but it sounds like she's pretty confident uh but then it sounds like she's also not confident so i'm i'm a little little confused but uh but yeah i i really like I like Bethany. I was really disappointed in her Valentine's movie, but mm -hmm. I'll, let, I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, and I've liked Brett Dalton. All of his movies have been good so far for Hallmark. He did uh, The Cooking with Love, which was good. And he yeah, did, I really like that one. Oh, that's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, and he did Once Upon a Christmas Miracle, which was also pretty good, I'd say. Uh, the the um, one with the, um, the one where she needs the transplant. I don't it, think I've you, seen that you one. You've seen that one? it was pretty good uh it was based on it's a true true story and uh he ends up being a i think it's a i think it was a kidney 
uh, match uh, for her and uh, they're strangers, but he's willing to donate. I think it was the kidney. Um, anyway, and uh, they end up falling in love and it was cute. Uh, him and Amy uh, Teagarden. Um, do you, you didn't see that one, Elise? Uh, no, I, I didn't see yeah. that one. Um, anyone that I think might make me sad, I don't watch. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always a problem because, you know, you go into pitch to Hallmark and sometimes you're like, hey, I have this really great idea. It's super compelling. And they're like, well, it'll make people sad. And I'm like, well, I don't mind making other people sad. I just don't <laughs> want to feel sad. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, I will have to put that one on my list for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it it wasn't too bad. They have enough kind of uh, enough kind of cute activities and things going on, and and uh, to 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 it's not like it's not like a Hall of Fame or something like that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not November Christmas or something <laughs> something really sad. Uh, but anyway, he's good in it. It's a cute one. It's a pretty good one. And, uh, and so he's had a good run. And mm-hmm. I feel like the two of them will have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're both pros. And so I feel like, <laughs> I hope so. And I, I don't know. I, at least it feels different. They're not plenty of party. Yeah. We've had too many of those. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and I think that's actually the one thing that worries me about this one is I do feel like we've had a lot of writer and interview subject like yeah. like I feel like that's kind of I don't know, maybe it's just more of a rom-com trope than a hallmark trope. yeah but um I hope it's it's like fresh and and fun kind mm-hmm. of take on it yeah no definitely I mean the trope is for sure there but it, it there's not a festival it's a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little I feel like it's a little bit different than what we've gotten uh there's no dating apps involved so (laughs) it's it's winning points for me Uh, but yeah it could definitely be tired it depends I mean we've only seen one other film from this screenwriter so it's a a little bit hard to say and that was based on a on a uh, novel so uh yeah I it's gonna be interesting Paul Ziller he's done a ton of stuff for Hallmark as the director uh so uh, I'm pretty interested I'm pretty excited despite the absolutely atrocious poster <laughs> I will, uh, I'll give it uh, I'm gonna give it 3.5 flowers I'm gonna give it three I think yeah yeah, yeah no I'm gonna go three point no I think I'll go three but like with a nice ribbon around it okay, <laughs> almost yeah. three and a half okay good good I, yeah half flower is kind of mean so maybe i shouldn't yeah. say that <laughs> only got a half flower just the stem um, yeah just the stem, stem. <laughs> um okay so then we have the best name to ever exist you're baking me crazy <laughs> yeah i'm so excited uh the best and uh and this is based on a book by suzanne nelson and i definitely will be reading this book i gotta find it gotta read it because that's hilarious and um (laughs) uh, and it stars michael rady natalie hall casey manderson uh and uh i we have interviewed natalie hall we will have that post sometime Uh, but she was the best i absolutely loved interviewing her she was so nice and and she uh she kind of started halfway through this is a little taste of the interview she's halfway through she started interviewing me which was really fun (laughs) 
she's like, I'd be like, so what's your, what's your favorite movie? And you're like, well, what's your favorite movie? I said, okay, it's good. So that was really fun. She was so nice. I loved her. And I've loved uh, her in most of, I mean, all of her Hallmark things. She's so bright. She's so lovely. And Michael Rady has been on a hit streak. Amazing. Uh, love to the rescue and, and two turtle doves last mm-hmm. year so good and uh and so that's great and uh this is directed by alan Harmon, who's always a pro uh and adapted by christian sorry christopher say who hasn't done a homework movie in a long time the last one that he did was it's christmas carol with carrie fisher so it's been a while uh and uh and so you know and that one's hilarious so uh here's the plot it's a deliciously charming love story about cleo a spunky young chef with a popular food truck with the help of her niece tessa cleo's handcrafted italian sandwiches have become a favorite of the bustling and competitive portland food scene but when gabe the handsome chef of a rival food truck called the bacon wagon parks across the street (laughs) cleo's goal to win a local food truck competition takes a spicy turn with gabe's help and her family's encouragement cleo comes to learn that she's not going to win if she doesn't push herself as she comes to realize that owning her own restaurant is what she wants most she also begins to understand that her food isn't the only thing that could use some tlc only way cleo can have everything she wants is if she adds the most important ingredient to both her cooking and her life and that's love (laughs) which is the best description ever Uh, so jess what are your thoughts on your bacon me crazy i'm very excited for this one i i think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh obviously michael rady i love him uh two turtle doves was my favorite christmas movie from last year i don't think i'm familiar with natalie hall or if i am i just not making the connection in my brain Mm um but i'll be i'll be interested to see her and i think it could just be a really fun movie um when i was reading the description earlier it actually reminded me a lot of the Christmas movie from last year with Eric Mabius and Trisha Helfer and the, the competing yes. ministers. I'm like, so this um, could be a so really good. fun thing. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be good. Did you, it was called, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Did you, yes. did you see that Elise? No, I didn't. Oh, you got to see it. It was hilarious. <laughs> okay. Was, I'll add it to my list. Yes. Add it to the list. It was so funny. Uh, it was the kind of movie that Hallmark tend to not make anymore that are just really kind of campy and over the top a little bit yeah it was so funny <laughs> uh, but that's a good comparison I like that yeah uh, what about you Elise what do you think of your baking me crazy yeah I am totally in all in on your baking me crazy not only does it have a great title which is just like in, in romance sometimes we have this thing we call crazy sauce where in like it's kind of the romance equivalent of like a screwball comedy where everything's a little bit weird and off and funny and ridiculous. And that's kind of how this feels. Yeah. And I am here for it. Um, I'm not super familiar with the two leads, um, but this is a book I would totally pick up and I think it's going to be really fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm in, I, I am, I'm curious of how she got like a super popular food truck 
but also like needs better food that might be like (laughs) well i mean i think the bacon takes you a long way you put yeah, bacon. Yeah, yeah. That's, true. <laughs> bacon. That's true. But he, because people love bacon. And there was even, I think, I saw a thing last year that was that we've got a bacon shortage because people oh. love bacon so much. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then he comes in with the bacon wagon. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it could have a really fun kind of rivalry between these two uh these two uh, food trucks and i guess it's the thing this year i've said everything in portland yeah i was about to say that like it's an interesting sort of like the whole season's kind of pacific northwest which is interesting when i think of the pacific northwest i think of like rain right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like i don't really think of spring Uh um but i'm excited that they're not just going like typical you know, a shot like a place where you could have as many flowers in the background as possible. Right. So, yeah. I'm excited last year, they filmed a bunch of their spring movies in Florida, so mm-hmm. that was that was uh, an interesting thing. But uh, but yeah, they uh, <laughs> I so Natalie Hall she did a Winter Princess last year for Winter Fest, and that movie was bonkers and funny and mm-hmm. ridiculous uh she played this this princess that's hiding out in the ski lodge working uh <laughs> working at the ski lodge and, as you do yes <laughs> that's right and had chris mcnally in it and casey manderson and brendan zoob were really funny as her brother and and fr- and friend and they had these ridiculous accents and um mm-hmm. and it was just it was it was fun it was a fun movie and and then she was in uh, a movie called the seven year hitch which uh is going back to like 2014 and uh and it's one of my favorite hallmark movies uh about she has this longtime bff friend uh who uh and she's dating this total jerk uh and uh they've they've been basically roommates all this time and uh, her and her bff and in order to stop uh, her from marrying this jerk the bff claims they're in a common law marriage and they have to <laughs> it. is it so it's it was very it's very clever and really fun and so it was our very first episode of on friendship that uh lisa and i uh lisa and i did so people should check that out uh, but anyway so i'm really excited uh for her uh her and michael radio hopefully we'll have good chemistry and uh, I don't know. It just sounds fun. And this baking, uh, bake off or, or cook off, I guess, bacon yeah. off, bacon, bacon off. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I, I mean, I'm going to go all, I'm going to go crazy and we're going all five Whoa. hours for this for me. I'm highly pumped. I, I just hope it, it, it lives up to the, my high expectations. Uh, what do you think, Jess? I agree. I think it's going to be really good. So I'm going to give it four and a half flowers with a really pretty bacon printed ribbon. Ooh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> Elise? Yeah, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go four and a half as well. It just, it looks fun and I'm here for it. Yeah. And I'm so proud of Hallmark for embracing the pun. Yeah. yeah. The pun title. I thought for sure they were going to up changing it and it would be like 
spring food truck wars or something <laughs> they, they make it like because <laughs> this seems like that usually the previous name the well, the work in progress name is much better than the eventual name yeah and then it gets a little more generic yeah, yeah they change it to like a winter romance i mean could you get more generic a winter love story uh, yeah we're in a love story <laughs> uh all right so now on the 11th we have fashionably yours uh, and this stars cat graham shirley ralph and kendrick sampson and it's after three years organizing fashion collections at a top magazine lauren graham is passed up for promotion and decides it's finally time to throw in the towel on seattle and move home when rob the owner of the moving company she hires learns of her distaste for the city he makes it his mission to help her see the beauty of seattle and all it has to offer in exchange for her organizing services he becomes her tour guide for the next two weeks uh leading up to her move and lauren discovers there's a lot to fall in love with in seattle and this is directed by uh by nimisha mccurcy uh it's based on a novel by nicole Averill and uh adapted by nicole baxter who's done a bunch of stuff the sweetest heart wedding of dreams the latest christmas at graceland which was way better than it had any right to be and uh, <laughs> christmas love story the hall of fame last year so she's been on a roll uh and i i just think it's kind of crazy that this movie is about convincing someone to stay in the city yeah, what <laughs> what is happening to hallmark <laughs> this is this is radical the whole point of this movie is him spending two weeks trying to convince her that seattle's great <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Lisa. what do you think yeah i mean i don't know that i'm super excited about this one but it seems like a very solid premise and um yeah i mean i think you know, I, I love that it's a lot of women behind the camera. I think that'll be really fun. I mean, a female director and female writer. Um, and I haven't read the book, but, you know, I think it could be, you know, uh, Seattle can be really beautiful. And I'm interested to see what they kind of do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Jess? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super excited just reading the plot. Um, and I'm not really familiar with the talent either. I don't know if I've seen them in anything. Mm -hmm um but it's an adapted by nicole baxter i did like christmas at graceland too and a christmas love story so maybe i'll be pleasantly surprised but yeah it's not really piquing my interest just from the little blurb i think this will depend a ton on chemistry mm -hmm. if these two because you're basically spending a lot of time like touring the city and like hanging out in the moving van and stuff like that <laughs> and so it, it could be really really boring if they don't have the good chemistry uh she cat graham she was in the night before christmas on netflix and she was also in the holiday calendar on netflix so she's done some netflix rom-coms uh and she was she was charming she was cute uh she's a little unlikable in the holiday calendar unfortunately um but uh yeah i think this will depend a ton on that and uh if that banter is kind of when harry met sally ish enough you know like them back and forth back and forth mm -hmm. uh as they tour around the city uh and because uh, it's not a lot of plot it's there really is a ton going yeah. on here i mean he's basically just trying to convince her to stay i mean but that is 
I mean, this is the first time I can think of ever in the history of Hallmark movies that someone is trying to be convinced that their distaste for the city is wrong. Like yeah. usually the city is bad. It's evil. Right? It, 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 it leads, all the, the bad men of business come from. Yeah. <laughs> it leads you astray. You know, I've long said on the podcast that you can't be a good person in the city unless you're running a parade or a window designer. <laughs> Those are the only two allowed careers. Uh, but uh, she's evidently a fashion fashion designer or magazine or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think this one will be highly subjective depending on the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I would give it, I'm going to give it uh, 2.5 <laughs> <five> flowers. <laughs> um, and I, it is nice. And it's nice that you have a diverse cast, people of color. That's cool. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, I just, I wish that they had like a more sort of hooky, you know, way to grab me in with this one. So I think yeah. I'm just going to have to give it a two, two yeah. flowers. Uh, what do you think, Jess? I'm going to go with two flowers too. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll see. <laughs> if anybody wants to convince me of Seattle, I'm ready to go. Um, okay. So then we have Nature of Love. So this is our last Spring Fever movie. It stars Amelia Ullerup, Christopher Russell, and it has Donna Benedicto on, who we love, who was so great on our podcast. She was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Uh, and uh, this is directed by Marita Grabiak, who did Winter Castle, Hearts of Spring, and With Love Christmas, and a bunch of other stuff. She's great. Uh, and writer Uma Inkorochi. Uh, she has three writing credits uh, to her name, but this is her first Hallmark movie, so that's exciting. And it's, uh, we just have a short, it's just City Girl Katie is writing a magazine feature on a glamping resort. Far from sporty, she faces her fears trying the camp's activities with help from Will, a rugged outdoorsman and nature guide. Uh, I don't know, Jess, would you say you are a, uh, are you, are you a uh, far from sporty uh, camper or are you a big into the outdoors? I stay on somewhere in the middle. I'm pretty outdoorsy. I ride horses uh, and work at barns and stuff. So uh-huh. I would not have any fears of trying camp activities. Okay, <laughs> but my first question here is what is a glamping resort? Is that like, I have been to one. I have been to one. Oh, Glamorous yeah. camping. Is that what it's supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. So it's, they're very common in the UK. So um, my husband and I went to one once because um, he was trying to convince me on the whole camping thing, which my idea of camping is like holiday and express. Like I don't, yeah, same. I don't want to be going to the woods. I don't, no. I don't want to be outside. <laughs> same. And so we went to this. He was like, okay, well, we'll start you in slow. We'll get you, you know, your feet kind of under you with the whole camping thing. So a glamping resort is basically like they have kind of like a big activity center. They have nicer showers and bathrooms. And then you're in kind of like these, it, I mean, it depends on like per resort, but ours were like these kind of hutches. So they were actual physical, small, like one or two person buildings that you would then either get like your sleeping bags out or like an air mattress. Um, and they had like, you know, electric light and they had heaters and things like that. So um, not even that could convince me that camping was fun. <laughs> um, so I, this is probably one of the very first Hallmark pitches that I've ever read and been like, mm, yeah, that's relatable. 
I feel that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm very much with City Girl Katie. Um, and I'm excited to see, you know, how the rugged outdoorsman helps her fall in love with nature. <laughs> yeah. I tell you one thing for sure. You could, you know, in the parent trap when they submarine, uh, the, yes. yeah, that, they, that if I ever date anyone with kids, that would be a successful strategy against me. <laughs> I can tell you that right now because I am not a camper. I do not like wild animals. I don't like, uh, sleeping on the ground. I don't like being dirty. I don't like any of that. I am not, maybe I'd be a glamper. I don't know. I'm not a camper. Uh, and, uh, and so this does definitely, I, I feel like if they lean into the humor of that situation, yeah. mm -hmm. it could be really fun. Um, and I, I feel like the cast is up for it. They could make it funny. Uh, I, so I hope so. I, Christopher Russell, he's mixed for me. I usually like him better when he's kind of the, the wrong guy, when he's kind of, <laughs> kind of a jerk. I think he's funny. Uh, but he's very handsome. So, you know, this is a very attractive couple, Amelia and Christopher, very good looking. So it, it has potential. I think if they lean into the funny, if they don't, it could be a little dry. Um, so I'm going to give it three flowers. So I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that it'll be funny. What do you think, Jess? I think I do very similar three, three and a half flowers because it got a good cast uh, I think it could be fun. Like you said, it's going to kind of depend. So I have, I have hope for it. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, three flowers for me. Three flowers for me, for sure. sure. Okay, so we have three mysteries, and we're just going to go through these more, more, even more quickly. But the first one we have is Mystery 101, An Education in Murder. This has our normal cast, plus Steve Basick is, uh, is on the cast. Uh, we, I got I to gotta interview him, so that that interview will be coming uh and this is directed by michael robison writer john christopher Plummer. same for the the whole series uh which uh, a young writer's research prompts the police to revisit a famous murder case that convicted amy's colleague at elmstead so travis and amy get a second chance at clearing the professor's name uh jess if you what do you think of this uh mystery 101 Series. I'm ecstatic. I, I love Mystery 101. It's my favorite of like the, the real like true mysteries mm -hmm. series that we have. Um, yeah, love Joel Wagner and Chris Balaha together. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. And the, the plot sounds, I mean, not, not much to go on, but it sounds fairly interesting. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm ready for this one. Yeah. And at least you don't follow the mysteries, right? Am I right? That um, I don't because um, I am afraid of everything. <laughs> and when I, I, for a while, I listened to a true crime podcast and became so convinced I was going to get murdered that I started to sleep with scissors <laughs> next to my bed. So my husband was like, no more. No more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I don't keep up with these as much, but um, I think this one sounds really interesting and, and like, compelling and i think cold cases are really interesting yeah so i'm excited to to maybe just hear someone else talk about how good this one is <laughs> well and travis and amy got pretty close to kissing yeah. the last one so it was such a Ooh. big team yeah so cross <laughs> fingers uh so yeah i mean i would definitely go you know i'll give four four flowers i guess to this one <laughs> what about you jess 
I'm giving it the full five. Full I'm, five. I, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Now, so then we have uh, the next Ruby Herring, Ruby Herring Mysteries Prediction, uh, Prediction Murder. Uh, and it's uh, got your same cast, uh, plus Jason Cermak is in this one, and uh, directed by Neil Fernley. And uh, it's when crime reporter Ruby Herring receives clues to a murder that happened five years earlier involving a local psychic. She joins forces with Detective Jake Killian to help crack the case. Uh, so the, the first one was not good. The second one was much better. Uh, I do really like the cast. Uh, Taylor Cole and Stephen Huzar are really good. Elisa Rotaro, who we also interviewed, is really, really fun. Um, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Jess? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Because yeah, I did not like the first one very much. Um, I don't think I've seen the second one. It was a lot better. It's not perfect, but it was a lot, a lot better. Or maybe I haven't forgotten it. I don't see. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember. Um, but the, I think the plot, you know, something with a psychic, that could be kind of an interesting little little twist. Uh-huh. So maybe, maybe it'll change my mind on it. Yeah. I'm going to be optimistic and give it three. Give it a three. I'm going, I'm going the full five flowers. This is not safe. <laughs> absurd i'm so hyped it's gonna be amazing come on psychics do this (laughs) i mean it's just maybe not a good psychic if she uh doesn't predict predict her own own murder Uh (laughs) maybe she did predict it listening yeah the police Uh, laughed her off as the crazy psychic (laughs) so jess what would you give it uh I'll give it a 2.75. Okay, good. I'm kind uh, of hopeful, but I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, then we have Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries uh, uh, Heist and Seek, which is a pretty good name. Got to mm-hmm. give it to the tea, Aurora Tea Garden. They always have good names. Uh, and this is directed by Peter Benson, so that's exciting. Because <laughs> uh, he plays Arthur in the show, so he's directing it. Uh, and uh, this has Brendan Zub in it and Candace Cameron and it's when a princess crown is stolen during a benefit gala held by the Lawrencetown Library Aurora and the Real Murders Club must investigate who would kill to get their hands on it and I actually think that this has been working really well with these mysteries this year where you have an added sort of heist component and maybe they'll kind of run dry on that, but the first two that they had that both involved a jewelry theft, I, uh, they had um, the uh, Riddled with Deceit and the Perfect Picture Perfect Mysteries. Both of those all, both had a jewelry heist element, mm-hmm. and now Aurora Tea Garden. And I liked both of them. It kind of added a fun second layer to the mystery as opposed to just uh, some uh just as opposed to just the mystery component i mean just the murder component yeah and and so i i'm actually pretty excited about this i mean the road ticker are usually pretty good they do a good job uh, with those stories and uh i don't know what do you think of aurora tea garden jess I actually have not seen any Aurora Tea Garden. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They they, they do a pretty good yet. job. They do. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Candace Cameron Bure. You know, she's a leading person of Hallmark, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it it'll be good. Um, and I I love Peter Benson too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's funny as the he plays the cop. 
the beleaguered cop who would deal with <laughs> this real mur- mysteries club real murders club and aurora and all her nonsense and mary lou henner is in it and she's she's always you know a pro she's good uh it plays her mother in the series um and uh i don't know do you have any thoughts elise on this one i just i'm always fascinated by how these people manage to get involved in all these crimes all the time <laughs> I well, really, he's that yeah. beleaguered cop, and I was like, oh, that poor cop, he just wants to do his job. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think they bring some bad vibes with the Real Murders Club. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it, it kind of follows them. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to get this, I'm going to be optimistic because it's a four, four flowers. Uh, yeah. Jess, what about you? I'll give it a three. Um, it's got a solid cast, but like I said, I haven't seen any, so I don't really have. Mm-hmm. much to go on but maybe maybe i'll start and catch up yeah got lots of time <laughs> coming up so i know right can't can't <laughs> so, go anywhere so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh do, do you have any other thoughts on it elise or are you good i mean priceless jewel theft i'm in four, yeah. four flowers for four sure. flowers. okay good all right so now let's spend the rest of this episode talking about elise's new book this is so exciting uh the magnolia sisters uh, so, Elise, why don't you tell us a little bit about it and how you ended up uh, coming up with your idea for this book? Yeah, so um, it's uh, about a family uh, who runs a flower farm in Northern California in a little town called Hillsboro. Um, and they uh, are very tight knit, but obviously, you know, like every family, have their own kind of, you know, squabbles and dramas and all that stuff. And um, Basically, it begins as kind of a modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice. So, um, you know, you have kind of the, the headstrong black sheep of the family who um, is really just trying her best. <laughs> and this, you know, rich guy kind of walt- waltzes into town and, and sort of thinks he can, you know, throw his weight around. And, and it's really about like the two sort of growing and changing and becoming more complete people as they fall in love and, you know, learning about each other and, and kind of having their misjudgments about one another corrected. And, um, of course there's also like the family element and, and all those things you sort of find in a small town romance that I was really excited to write. And, um, originally I was going to pitch it to Hallmark Publishing. Um, I, this was the first book I wrote after the Christmas company. And so, um, I literally just sat down with a piece of paper and was like, okay, well, what locations are the most exciting to look at? <laughs> and um, literally just kind of brainstormed things that would be like visually beautiful. And then when I thought about a flower farm, um, I immediately went to Google and searched to see if there were flower farms in Canada, because I know they always film these movies in Canada. <laughs> And I wanted to make sure that, you know, they could actually film it if it ever became a book and then a movie. And um, it didn't end up working out with Hallmark. But um, most of the inspiration came from um, my dad relocated. Um, I grew up in New Orleans, but um, after I graduated, he and my younger sisters and my stepmom relocated to Northern California um, in Sonoma County, where the book is set. And one of my younger sister's best friends, her family owns a flower farm. And I went out there and it was just one of the most beautiful, magical places I've ever been. And I just 
I knew that that's where the book needed to be set. So, um, yeah. And, and the setting really became kind of part of the character and, and, and how, you know, the small town kind of functions as an extension of these families. And, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, basically the jest if like yeah. i talked way too long but <laughs> no you're great uh jess you had a chance to to read the book what was what was something that you enjoyed in uh in the magnolia sisters i really enjoyed yeah like kind of you're talking the flower farm because i've actually never heard of a flower farm before uh i'm from indiana and the only kind of fields we have are corn. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which can be beautiful in their own way. Yeah, yes. sure. So this idea of like a flower, field of flowers for a flower farm, that was really interesting. I'm like, man, I just want to go like see a flower farm. Like that's got to be so, so beautiful. Um, and speaking of beautiful, the cover of this book is stunning, I think. Um, I know we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but let's face it, we all we do. We all do. <laughs> so that was, yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, my publisher totally knocked it out of the park on the book cover. I, as soon as, they, you know, they sent it to me early. And as soon as I saw it, I was just totally over the moon. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. still very yeah. lucky. Well, and I listened to the audiobook, and they did, the reader did a good job. So... Oh, good. Yeah, he's happy with that. Um, yeah, so so you were trying to kind of make sort of an, an homage to to Pride and Prejudice, uh, mm -hmm. and did you have any other sort of inspirations in coming up with these uh, these sisters that you had? Yeah, so I mean, um, the book is obviously it's it's dedicated to my three sisters. Um, I you know because of my family situation um, and my sisters are we're all very far apart in age so mm -hmm. I'm I'm 25 and then my next youngest sister is 18 she's just about to graduate from high school she's going to MIT it's amazing mm -hmm. she's so smart um, she's gonna get us to Mars one day I'm sure and <laughs> my awesome. next youngest sister is 13 and then my next youngest sister is 10 so I actually have never lived in a house with them um, I always lived with my mom. So, um, like I never got to grow up with sisters. Like I always kind of grew up more like an only child. And so I spent a lot of time, you know, kind of as an adult being like, you know, what would it have been like if we had been, you know, more kind of a family unit in that way. And, um, you know, I, I just thought about like how smart and wonderful and lovely and all of these things that these incredible three people are and, I really just wanted to write kind of an homage to, you know, my family and, and none of them are like, you know, direct analogs or anything right. like, Not like real person fan fiction or anything, but I, I really wanted to, to kind of write the feeling of having, you know, a, a really close family. And, and I, I wanted in writing this book about these three sisters who are, you know, incredibly close, but also have kind of their own baggage I, I wanted to write the feeling of loving someone that much. And I wanted other people to know what it's like to, you know, to love your family and to love your sisters that dearly. And um, like, you know, in every line, I just, I wanted, you know, people to know how much I, I loved my sisters. So, and that's kind of sappy, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I have three sisters myself, so I can, I can certainly relate to that. And I think you, you did a good job sort of, capturing the the bond that you feel but also sort of the uh the inability to kind of under, understand each other sometimes and, yeah. and that's because my my sisters and i we have we have a big age gap in my family as well 
um, my youngest sister, I mean, I'm almost 40 and, uh, and my youngest sister is uh, 20, I think 19, something like that. <laughs> She's young. And, uh, and, uh, and we're all very, very, very different. And, uh, we try to support each other as much as, as we can and love each other. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. Do you have plans to tell the other sisters stories and make different Yes. Books so on. second book in the sequel, uh, second book in the series um, is called Sweet Pea Summer. And it uh-huh. is about May, who's the youngest of the three sisters. Um, and that one comes out in June. And then um, the third one is called Marigold Matchmaker. Um, tentatively, that might change. Um, we're kind of in the process with that. And that one comes out in September. Um, wow. All kind of inspired by a different um Jane Austen novel so the second one is about May and it's based on persuasion uh-huh. um, and then the third one is it actually isn't about May or it isn't about Rose the oldest sister it's actually about Annie who is um our hero's sister and mm-hmm. um she kind of plays meddlesome matchmaker to Rose and um you know, she kind of has her own love story and that one has been super fun to write. It's, you know, kind of in the end stages of production right now. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to, you know, to kind of tell all the sisters stories and, and, um, share their love stories. I think it can be really fun to kind of watch characters grow and change over a whole series. So, So, yeah. Very cool. Wow. That's impressive. That's very impressive. So you have Annie and Luke. Uh, Annie is the bride who wants her wedding in the field of flowers. Uh, Luke is her brother who will do anything for his sister. And uh, so he agrees to go and work on the farm to try to convince the girl Harper to, uh, to let them use the farm. Uh, and she doesn't want to because it's going to uh, jeopardize the whole harvest. Um, the, and, uh, and so uh, what, what did you think Jess of Luke? Did you feel like he was pretty swim worthy? Yeah, I think so. Um, he definitely had a lot of passion and he was very, even though uh, the main character Harper misjudged him a lot, he was really pretty selfless um, in some ways, even though she didn't seem to, to think so you know he dedicated his whole life to pretty much taking care of his sister and like giving them that better childhood or making up I guess for their lack of childhood um so yeah he was a pretty good good leading man yeah did you have anybody you were thinking of at least when you were writing uh your dishy dishy luke character oh I'm, I'm always so bad with this I feel like I'm I'm just the worst um <laughs> I I really didn't. I mean, you know, kind of just tall, dark, and handsome. Really, um, I I um, no, I'm just I'm so yeah. bad at it. I feel I, it, that's really been like one of my hardest things as I have been a writer. Is every time I get a manuscript back from an editor, they say you need to describe what the characters look like. <laughs> it's so bad. I can't. I just I'm so bad at it. So um, of all the things you think that would be the easy thing, right? But I'm always very like, how do they talk and, and how do they like communicate with other people? And cause I came from playwriting. So that was always more my thing. So I really am not very good <laughs> at fan casting <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but no, I just, you know, I think someone tall, dark, handsome and, and just very good at his heart, I think would, would have to play Luke. I felt, I was feeling sort of a Matthew McConaughey kind of vibe. 
<laughs> going on. Uh, I can see it. I can yeah, see it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And uh, and I, I I did think it was sort of a fun. Uh, the 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 se- the sequences of her just like forcing him to do manual labor it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> and uh, and then I I did also like the scene uh, where they were just wa- uh, soaking their feet in the in the spring and talking. I thought that was probably the best highlight of the of the book for me was that sequence yeah that one was really fun to write I mean I, I think it's always really important to have your characters have like a really quiet moment when they first kind of start to f- figure out like they might like each other mm-hmm. I mean, their walls start to come down and especially when she because I think it's all you know very fun for her kind of at first to sort of torment this person you know but then she sees that there are consequences and he's hurting and then she is like, oh, right, I was a bad person to have done this to you. And I think that was kind of an important lesson for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of serves a bunch of different functions in the book and it was obviously, you know, very fun to write and to kind of come up with this sort of magical place for them to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, it, you know, it's always uh, a, an easy thing to kind of relate to of that, uh, that, you know, the person who drives you crazy, it's always a fun dynamic, that person who kind of drives you crazy, but you're secretly kind of attracted to, that's a fun romantic comedy dynamic. I think Mm -hmm. it works well. And, uh, and so, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the book. Congratulations on (laughs) in the whole series. That's great. Uh, That's really great. And uh, so we won't give any more away, but hopefully that's enough to kind Mm -hmm. of uh, tantalize you guys into checking out the book. Uh, it's it's got some fun banter between the sisters, but also between uh, between Luke and Harper. And uh, did you have anybody in mind that you were thinking of who would play Harper? Oh, um, I love Allie Liebert. Mm-hmm. I think she's just got kind of like a very honest, like good quality about her, and I think she's yeah. like a very great actress and very kind of down to earth. So I think she would play a great Harper. I couldn't help but think of Autumn Reeser just because the country oh, wedding yeah. is so oh, yeah. bad. And uh, so I think she would be really good in the role as well, uh, for sure. If they ever, if they were, I wanted to hallmark it. <laughs> hallmark it, I said. One day. One <laughs> yeah, day. someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Uh, we will have a link in the description uh, if people uh, want to uh, purchase uh, the Magnolia Sisters, check it out. And, uh, and Jess, where can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jmbossy, B-O-S-S-E 77. Um, or on Instagram, it's jessbswblog. And you can also check out my website, beneathstillwaters.com. Great. And Elise, what about you? You can find me at writer Elise, uh, writer, like just, you know, a writer. And Elise is A-L-Y-S or at elisemurray.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that all out. And let us know what your flower rating would be for the uh, movies that we talked about. What are you most excited for? Love to hear your thoughts on that. And if you've read the book, let us know uh, what you think. Uh, We'd love to hear that as well. And uh, thanks so much, you guys, for coming and talking about all this with me. I really appreciate it. And uh, it'll be fun to see how all this turns out. 
Definitely. <laughs> okay. Make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. It means so much to us. We also have our patron group, which uh, we have so much fun and it really means the world to us. Those that support that we get from patron. And, uh, and then we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun uh, Hallmark and, uh, and Hardy's and just fun inspired uh, designs. So check that out. That'll all be in the description section and uh, we will talk again soon. You guys, thanks so much. Bye everyone. Bye.